Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Underway for a Wednesday morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in as we get underway with your day. Great way to start out every day is with Casper and Chris. News Talk KBOI. You look great today, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. You like my uh, College of Idaho colors? I, 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 it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> um, I, I should have... My parents both graduated from there. I should have worn my uh, Boise State colors. Boy, if you could have gone back to November, no, nobody would have done this, especially after a 3-4 and four start. Boise State, yeah. if you could have bet on a 13-game win streak, you probably would be a millionaire right now. So they're sixteen and four now. Sixteen and four. They started the wow. season three and four. They haven't lost <laughs> since November. Um, great game last night, sixty-five, sixty-two. I missed it by two points, Chris. Serious? Yeah. Remember when I said, uh, "Hey, if Boise State can hold Colorado or uh, Wyoming." The 60 yeah. points, I think they're going to be a win. And and remember, oh, Bob yeah. Beeler goes, well, I don't think there's any chance of that because they're averaging 80 points a game. Yeah, he said uh, this probably will be uh, the first team that gets to 70 wins. I thought about that last night. I'm like, well, they almost got to 70. <laughs> yeah. Eight points away, though. That's a, yeah. that's, and the way they were playing defense last night. Man, uh, if Abu Kijab does not win Defensive Player of the Year in the Mountain West, there is something really, you know, it, really it, wrong. It, it, it doesn't matter who it is. If you hold a team to 18 points under their season average, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, you are. You're you're doing great. Um, and they they do it game after game after game. But mm-hmm. man, just just watching him and 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 once again, I listened to uh, the first half on the radio, and then uh, I saw somebody who was uh, broadcasting the game on Facebook um, over their phone in the uh, mm-hmm. second half. So I watched. Really? Yeah, I watched it on Facebook. In the really, second I half, to, I had to imagine what it looked like. Uh, yeah, I can cast my Facebook to my television, <laughs> so I'm getting to watch it on television. Um, so I'm listening to Bob Beeler um, with the call of the game because mm-hmm. you know when they're when they're just on their phone showing you the action, you don't get to hear any of the play by play or anything like that. Um, but man, what a fun game to watch! What a fun game to listen to! Um, and held Wyoming, you know, 20 points, almost 20 points under their uh, season average. Uh, key jab all in the face of that last three-point shot um, to try and uh, tie the game, and uh, then he ultimately ended up fouling out. Crazy yeah. part was um, Boise State shot 71% from the foul line again last night. What is going Pretty on? Nice. Pretty nice. Pretty yeah. nice. It's like it's like one game they shoot 38, 40%. Mm-hmm. The next two games they shot, uh, I think it was 81% the last game and last night 71%. And, and I mean, that comes down to the reason that you're able to win the game is be, because of how you shot foul shots. It'd be funny if somebody did a study of it and found out that you know, like when there's somebody with red hair behind the basket, you know, they don't shoot very well or something like yeah. that. Just something that you wouldn't even think of. Now, the crazy part was this this game wouldn't have been close. They could have iced this away with about uh, 20 seconds left, and I thought it was perfect because they got the rebound on the missed three, and uh, Rice 
got the rebound and they fouled him immediately. And I go, oh, it's their best free throw shooter. I go, we're we're going to be Bump. up, yeah, we're going to be up five points after this with uh, you know very few seconds to play. Um, and then he goes down and misses both foul shots. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, it's your best foul shooter. Clank he misses, one, yeah, two, he misses yeah. his two foul shots. Um, Shaver kind of left the game lame. I hope I haven't heard anything, and usually they don't, you know. They won't tell you whether or not uh, injury is serious or not or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, man, I hope that uh, that injury, that would be a big blow if he has to miss uh, any time because they got another tough game coming up against Fresno State. Uh, that's this Friday night, I believe it is, at Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Fresno State only has two losses in the Mountain West. They're playing very well. Boise State, as we mentioned yesterday, if they win, they would be in first place all by themselves. But, man, there are... I think four teams now with one loss behind them, and then you have Fresno State with two losses. uh, A crowded field at the top. It really is. Uh, Jay Tust, KTVB, uh, tweeted this out. Kind of an interesting stat. Record of NCAA teams held to 42 points or less on the road since the beginning of the 2016-2017 season. Mm -hmm. The record is 1-496. and Serious. This was the only time. The only time it has happened since State? 2016 <laughs> that, that somebody's been held to 42, 42 and points won and won the game. Wow. <laughs> One in 496. It doesn't happen it's, very uh, often. It's not like the days before the clock or the shot clock. Uh, I remember a game. Uh, I think it was Kentucky was playing somebody, and they ended up winning 24 to 11. Yeah. Because the other team just stalled the whole time. We had a, uh, a good, you know, a good way to do it. High school, of course, still doesn't have the uh, shot clock. But we had a right. team um, when we were in high school, uh, Elk River. They had like you know, forty kids in high school or something like that. They yeah. can barely have uh, one basketball varsity team, let alone a junior and a varsity basketball team. But so the mm-hmm. only way, and, and we were like ranked number one or two in the state. The only way they were going to ever hang with us is by doing that stall te- uh, type of game, and they ended yeah, up... Like, like a four-corner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and only take a lay-in or whatever and slow the game way down, and the final score was something like 14-6 to six or something like that <laughs> in a high school basketball game, so it was absolutely crazy. I mean, it, they, they, they kept within eight points, so... That was, that was like the score of my junior high games, and we weren't stalling at all. <laughs> we were just missing the shots. So congratulations to Boise State. Man, If you, there's no way when we started the season especially as as low as they were and and mm-hmm. you know if you remember Leon Rice said after that uh, one loss um gosh I forget who it was to uh, California school um said it's it's the most frustrated he has been in his entire coaching career yeah he could see the talent but it wasn't it wasn't really together yet like it is now no and since then holy cow let's hope they can keep this running they'll be going for a record win streak at Fresno State, 14 in a row, coming up here this coming Friday night. And, of course, you will hear that game on 670 KBOI. Next week, they'll be home against San Jose next Wednesday night, and we will have your tickets to go see that game coming up here this morning. So keep listening those getting, in. Those are getting more valuable with every win. Aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. Great crowd last night. Uh, over 8,000 people were at the uh, game, and, man, they were going crazy. So. Uh, great game once again last night. Time for uh, Check on Sports. There is a lot of sports going on this morning. Uh, this update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch. Open up every day, 1030 in the morning, Monday through Saturday. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. 
There are some pretty good baseball players that are not in the Hall of Fame. Baseball's all-time home run champion, Barry Bonds. Baseball's all-time hit champion, Pete Rose. And Roger Clemens, one of the all-time greats to ever take the mound. None of them in the Hall of Fame. And with the process still tainted by the steroid era, David Ortiz was the lone player elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame this year, while other players like Bonds and Clemens were shut out. Big Pappy, the only player to clear the required 75% threshold, that according to the results of this year's voting by the Baseball Writers Association of America. Ortiz finished with 77.9% in becoming the 58th player elected in his first year of eligibility. At 46, he will also be the youngest of the 75 living members of the Hall of Fame. Bonds, of course, baseball's all-time home run leader, 345 game winner Clemens, 600 homer member Sammy Sosa, longtime ace Kurt Schilling. They were all in their 10th and final year of eligibility and will not be voted into the Hall of Fame. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hello, I'm trying to reach David Ortiz, please. This is David Ortiz. Hello, David. This is uh, Jack O'Connell with the Baseball Writers Association of America. I'm calling you from Cooperstown, New York. But you know that the baseball writers have elected you to the National Baseball Hall. Yes! There he goes. You heard uh, in the uh, sportscast with Rick Worthington just a few minutes ago, Big Poppy uh, elected to the Hall of Fame. Um, Barry Bonds will not be elected to the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens. Not elected to they the Hall of Fame still, by the sports writers. They still one day may be uh, selected by the uh, Veterans Committee, like you know, like Jack Morris was, and different people like mm-hmm. that. I've kind of changed my Harold mind a, a little bit on this. Uh, it's weird to see Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens not voted in mm-hmm. because of PEDs. Roger Clemens, I think seven Cy Young awards, uh, by far the most. Barry Bonds, seven MVP awards. And uh, you know, both of them were accused later in their careers of, of using steroids. I mean, so was you know Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. So was Big uh, Poppy. Rafi, Rafael Palmero. And, yeah. Big and Poppy see, tested David, positive. David Ortiz, he did. He did. Uh, <laughs> it was a long time ago before his uh, uh, career was over. But still, I mean, so he did is test it, positive at one is time. It, is it? You know, is it really about PEDs or is it about people don't like Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds? Yeah, that's the writers don't like. I mean, it's crazy. Barry Barry Bonds uh, thought he was the most polite guy in the world, but he was one of those guys that you know, if if you were talking to him, he'd be rolling his eyes every three or four seconds. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. My personal opinion. I mean, Barry Bonds. And Pete Rose are two of the best players to ever play baseball. Well, all-time home run leader and walks leader. And uh, let's see, Pete Rose, the all-time hit leader. And it's so many of the, uh, what you would consider, at least on paper, the all-time greats are just not in the Hall of Fame right Right. now. And that's what the Hall of Fame is for. I mean, that's what the Hall of Fame is for. And Mm -hmm. to not have those guys in there, I get it. You know, they broke rules. 
Um, I think there's still a way that you could put them in there and still be punitive and say, no induction ceremony, you will still be in the Hall of Fame, but there'll be an asterisk and said, hey, this is why... Uh, McGuire, for instance. McGuire was using certain uh, substances that were eventually banned, but when he was using them, they weren't. Right. And I, I feel a little different about McGuire. I mean, because if you take away PEDs, um, does that allow you to throw strikes any better? I mean, PEDs no. make you stronger. And, uh, uh, well, they do, I guess. There are people who have said, if you've got uh, you know power to almost hit the warning track, that uh, you know a few PEDs and you'll be hitting home runs every one of those times anyway. So but take away again, home runs. Again, that's only if you're good at baseball to begin with. Right. Take away the home runs. Barry Bonds was a five-tool player. You still would not pitch to Barry Bonds just because, what yeah. was it, one year he struck out you know less than 20 times for the entire season? Well, and he also, uh, you know, in a, in a 162 game season, uh, he had you know, way way more than 200 walks. I'm not sure the exact number. But yeah, because teams just wouldn't pitch to him because yeah. they were afraid that he would, you know, either hit a home or, or get a hit. Well, and then and it was that year 2001 when he hit 73 home runs. I mean, that's a good RBI t- t- uh, total for most people. Yeah, he's a five-tool player. And I would say the same about Alex Rodriguez. If mm-hmm. you take away the home run, say he hits half the number, both of them hits half the number of the home runs, they're still some of the best defensive players. Sure. They still had speed. Well, and, they and still at, had everything else going for him. And, and, and look at McGuire. Uh, he doesn't hold it anymore. Pete Alonso uh, beat the record. But he had the record as a rookie with 49 home runs which was, I, I think he broke the record that had previously been 38. And when he was a rookie, he wasn't using steroids. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, and he, he, was just a, he was just a big dude. I yeah, mean, he, he was, was still about, hitting home runs at a pretty good pace. So I, I, I don't know. Brother, it just his, his brother was an NFL quarterback and was six foot eight. It, it <laughs> made me really think about this yesterday when first-time ballot inductee David Ortiz gets voted in who mm-hmm. has tested positive for PEDs in his career, and then you have two other players who were better, much better players than David Ortiz, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, both much better players than David Ortiz over their careers, yeah. well, and, and they plus, don't get voted in. I just I don't understand it's, that. It's, it's like the Ray Guy effect in, in football. Ray Guy was the greatest punter of all time, but it took him years and years to be elected to the NFL Hall of Fame or the Football Hall of Fame simply because people thought like a specialist like that who didn't play the whole game, you know, why should he be in the Hall of Fame? And the same has gone for Edgar Martinez, who eventually did make it, Mm -hmm. and David Ortiz because they spent most of their careers as designated hitters, which some people still only consider half the game. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Your thoughts? You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.34, like some good food. Always. How about barbecue? Go ahead, say it, always. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up this Friday, uh, great deal for you. Half price is always pretty darn good. Uh, only thing better might be free. Uh, R&R Barbecue Village at Meridian is our sweet deal. KBY sweet deal coming up here this coming Friday morning. We have two locations, 8th Street in downtown uh, Boise and the Village in Meridian. Award-winning barbecue, chopped, sliced brisket, ribs, pulled pork. Award-winning brisket tacos that really are amazing. Um, and if you're into banana pudding, uh, yeah, they have banana pudding yeah, also. If you're, 
If you're not, you probably will be after you go there. We've got uh, $50 gift certificates coming up here this coming Friday morning, 9 o'clock. This will go really, really quick, so make sure you set some sort of alarm just before 9 o'clock so that you are on the link, kboi.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link and be ready to purchase those. By the way, you don't have to wait until Friday. Right now, KBOI uh, Sweet Deals has some amazing deals going on. A one-year membership at Idaho Firearms for classes, 12 months of unlimited classes, normally $825. You can get them right now, a better than half price, only 225 bucks. That's Holy unlimited cow. classes for an entire year. There are only two of those left, by the way. Um, got a wedding coming up. Uh, $1,000 towards a wedding photo shoot with Kim Starkey. Only one of those are left, and it's only $400. $1,000 towards your wedding photo shoot, $400. I uh, got a $500 gift card from Wallaroos Furniture and Mattress. Five of those left. Only $200 is what it cost you. And a $500 gift certificate at Savoy Furniture for only $200. Only three of those left. So you can take you know, advantage uh, of some uh, great deals going uh, on right a, now. A $500 gift certificate at a furniture place, of, of which we have two available, uh, for just $200, that is a great deal. Pretty good deal. So check them out, kboi.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link and take advantage right now. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, you can also uh, email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Um, you can text us, 208-336-3700. Sheldon texts in this morning, uh, was crisis standards of care issued for all the hospitals in the state or just saying uh, St. Al's and its affiliates. One of the news breaks yesterday, I thought, said St. Luke's was not in crisis standards of care. Um, not all hospitals in the state, um, the district health, health districts in southern Idaho have issued crisis standards think, of care for all the health districts yeah, throughout that, southern Idaho. Northern Idaho is not in crisis standards of care. The first time we reported it uh, here, I think it was yesterday morning, we said that it was all the hospitals in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, and, and it's, we limited it to that. Yeah, and it's more than just the Treasure Valley, um, Twin Falls, Idaho Falls, Pocatello, all all the southern Idaho health districts have right. issued crisis standards of care. So everything in uh, southeastern, southwest, southwestern Idaho, um, but that's it. It's not the entire state like the last crisis standards of care finally ended up being uh, for the whole state. So, yeah, it is, it is more than just St. Luke's, by the way. We'll talk more uh, coming up about this uh, a little bit later this morning. Um, also on the way for you, uh, coming up with the conversation that we had yesterday and the conversation that's going on nationally. One of the big news stories, of course, is uh, the Ukraine. And uh, we, we keep getting, at least we hear that there's intelligence that says that the threat is imminent, that Russia is planning to invade the uh, Ukraine. We'll talk more about that. Coming up here for you this morning, um, Senator Jim Risch was on with uh, Nate Shellman yesterday to talk about that, and he's he's one of you know he's one of our Idaho senators, also a great person to talk about on this because he's on the Select Committee on Intelligence and the Committee on Foreign Affairs, so um, he gets all the briefings. Now, granted, yeah. 
he's not going to be able to tell us everything um, that he knows because a lot of it he's not allowed to. Yeah, I, I think it's. I've always thought it was a bummer. You can't talk about top secret stuff on the radio. <laughs> um, but he he has some interesting takes on what's going on and what could be done. Notwithstanding, you know, some people are saying, "Hey, we need to get troops there if if you know they invade. We gotta we gotta help the Ukraine." He had some interesting takes on uh, other things that could be done. Um, you heard yesterday um, that. The uh, president is basically saying um, that this needs to be handled diplomatically. And let's take a listen. This is President Biden. Even as the Pentagon puts 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert for a potential deployment to Eastern Europe, the White House says President Biden and key European allies share an interest in reaching a diplomatic solution with Russia. On a video call on Monday, the president and European leaders discussed preparations to impose what the White House called massive consequences and severe economic costs on Russia, as well as preparation to reinforce security in NATO countries in Eastern Europe. Notably, the statement did not explicitly mention the Possibility of those U.S. troops heading to the region. I think everybody would agree that we would rather have this solved diplomatically. Um, sure. I, I guess it remains to be seen if if that might be what happens. If you can if you can avoid you know physical conflict, do yeah. Um, he also had an interesting take uh, um, talking about you know, how this would affect us here in Idaho. We'll get to that coming up after the top of the hour. Um, and we just have some of the highlights of uh, the interview yesterday. But if you want to hear the whole interview with Nate Shellman, it is on his podcast. You can check that out at KBY.com or you click through on our fan page on Facebook. Right now it's time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in the Meridian. I want to check out all the different 30-plus sandwiches they have. Check out their entire menu. You can get that at Fat Guys FreshDeli.com. Bronco fans are still celebrating today. Boise State won its 13th straight game last night. It was a 65-62 win over the Wyoming Cowboys. The Broncos are now all alone in first place in the Mountain West at 7-0. Defense once again keyed the win as they held the Cowboys 16 points below their average. Abu Kijab led Boise State with 18 points and said getting key stops is why they won last night as well as they're on a 13-game winning streak. It's all about our defense and rebounding. Um, that's what we fall back to every single time. Um, at the end of those stretches, we really lock in on defense, and once you get that stop, you got to get that rebound to finish the possession. So those are the two biggest things that you know our team does every single night, and that's who we are, and we're going to continue to do that. Broncos will go for a school record 14th in a row and an 8-0 start to the Mountain West Friday night at Fresno State. Bob Beeler. News Talk KBOI. So the Broncos are in first place by themselves. Colorado State right behind. They beat Nevada last night, 77-66. to San Jose State, don't know what's wrong with them, but they can't win. They lose at home. Air Force beats them 63-53. to One game on the schedule for tonight, San Diego State will be at Utah State. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You uh, are looking for some basketball action once again tonight. Uh, Boise State women's team is in Laramie to take on Wyoming. Tip-off 630 on 670 KBOI. So you can hear that game tonight. Men's last night, women's last night, both taking on Wyoming. Laramie in uh, 
Laramie in the in January just it just sounds wonderful. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't it sound like a great vacation place? <laughs> I I am so jealous of those women getting to travel to Laramie yeah, tonight. Me too, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, still on the way for you this morning. Speaking of basketball, uh, Boise State, as you probably know by now, 13-game win streak, tying the longest win streak ever in Boise State history. They'll be going for 14 this Friday night uh, against Fresno State. You'll be able to hear that on 670 KBOI. Next week, they'll be back home again Wednesday night against San Jose State, and we have tickets for that to give away coming up for you. Um, also, some other winning are Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question in the 8 o'clock hour. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Any needs for real estate, they can help you out and make it easy. 208-888-4128. Our question today, going to get you four tickets to the Boise Home and Garden Show, the 10th, 11th, and 12th of next month if you can answer this question uh let's see if we can mess people up this morning in 2013 (laughs) scientists in china were able to grow a human tooth from scratch using stem cells taken from this what did they use to build this human tooth by the way i stumped chris with this yesterday something it turns out is useful (laughs) yeah uh so be ready to call after eight o'clock and you can get those four tickets to the boise uh golf show Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Biden saying no one should downplay Russian President Putin's threat to Ukraine. Enormous consequences worldwide. This would be the largest, if he were to move in with all those forces, it would be the largest invasion since World War II. It would change the world. Which is why the U.S. has 8,500 troops ready to support NATO in countries surrounding Ukraine if there is spillover from potential fighting there. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, it's something we've talked about. Uh, all the news shows, <laughs> we sit here, we have three televisions uh, here in our studio every morning. All of them are talking about this today. Senator Jim Risch uh, was here in Idaho yesterday making the rounds on talk shows and uh, news stations about what is going on. Um, great person to talk to. He is a uh, state senator from Idaho. He's on the Select Committee uh, in t- on Intelligence and also the Committee US. on Foreign Affairs. U.S. Senator, of course. Yes, U.S. Senator. Yeah. Um, and so very powerful committees and uh, gets briefings on this um, and information that uh, top secret, of course. So he's not going to be able to share anything uh, or everything rather with us. But uh, he was on with Nate Shellman talking about this. White House has said that an invasion, according to intelligence, is imminent. And uh, one of the things that uh, Nate asked rish about was whether or not that that is true i would not say it's eminent i say i would say it could be eminent but the fact of the matter is uh, Nate, nobody knows um this is a parlor game it's like trying to figure out what the fed's going to do tomorrow you can make a list of why they should and uh, make a list of why they shouldn't and uh nobody knows and indeed i'm convinced that even the guy that's going to make the decision ultimately doesn't know uh he may have a leaning or thoughts or what have you but uh i don't i don't think he knows so i uh i, I it's serious there's absolutely no question about it that we all know that uh, uh putin has longed to put the ussr back together again uh wishes he could 
has actually done some things. You know, he took a piece of uh, Georgia. He's uh, in. He he's taken two of provinces in Georgia. He took the Crimea in 2014. He's got a piece of Ukraine already, and he has said. He's given public speeches about how he does not consider the Ukraine a separate country, that it is that it is indeed part of Russia. And uh, they point to Kiev, who at one time was the capital of, uh, at that time, the, the country was called Russ, I think, or something like that. But uh, uh, he he just uh, denies that, uh, that it's a separate country and says, everybody stand back, it's mine. And what you're seeing here is good, uh, old-fashioned, uh, power grab and uh, uh, imperialism, uh, and that imperialism is so uh, last millennia, but uh, but it still exists in some sectors, and, and he wants to do it. Senator Jim Risch on with Nate Shulman yesterday. Um, a lot of people, you know, you, you get the feeling you don't want this to happen, you don't want war to start, um, you don't want to have to take action, um, but a lot of people, you know, want to know how would U.S. actions against Russia affect us here in Idaho, if Russia invades the Ukraine. And uh, Rish had an answer to that also. It probably wouldn't have a significant effect, except one of the things that I think will happen if Russia does invade is the sanctions this time are not going to be the slap on the wrist sanctions, where they don't let the oligarchs into the country and their wives can't shop in New York and their kids can't go to Harvard. Uh, those are the usual kind of sanctions that are done. But one of the things I'm going to be pushing for is uh, is to actually invoke sanctions under the uh, SWIFT system. The SWIFT system is a national banking, uh, for want of a better word, institution that is controlled by the United States because everything is settled in dollars. And if we cut a country out of that, uh, it is a big-time problem for them. And uh, – Unfortunately, it's it's complicated, and also, unfortunately, there's some pain for other people. And we could get caught in that bind a little bit. And and probably the SWIFT is one of the few things that's given Putin pause uh, as far as uh, is going in, because this thing would be very detrimental to Russia. Look, Russia is a uh, – it's been said – people say, well, you know, it's a, it's a, a country that sells gasoline and uh, – or oil, and I've heard other people say, "Well, it's a terrorist organization that uh, masquerades as a gas station," and that's their economy is oil. Period. And okay. if they get if they get to where they can't settle up, they got a big problem. I mean, a big problem. And uh, and of course, they're riding high right now because gas because uh, uh, oil's over eighty dollars a barrel, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so they do well when the, when the oil's there. But but in any event, it affect us in that regard. Probably affect us as far as gas prices are concerned, um, because uh, oil uh, Russia. Now, we, we didn't used to be this way, but since the new administration's come in and, and ratcheted back our production of oil. Remember, under Trump, we were the largest producer of oil in the world. In the world. Mm-hmm. We exceeded the Arabs. We exceeded uh, Russia and everywhere else. They've ratcheted that back now to where we're buying. We are buying Russian oil. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to have right there at the gas pump probably would be the, be the place that it would be noticed most. One more interesting thing that uh, Senator Jim Risch had to say yesterday um, you know, because a lot of people are also asking, you know, Ukraine wants into NATO. Why doesn't the uh, U.S. back just taking, you know, into if there's a NATO office and saying, hey, sign them up? First of all, to get into NATO, there's 30 of us, okay? And all 30 of us have, have met, uh, have established a checklist of things you need to do 
before you can be a member of NATO. And that, that includes those, those three countries, the Baltic countries and uh, Romania and everybody else. Uh, Ukraine has not met those criteria, and, and they, they have wanted in for years. Okay. And uh, they have not met the checklist. And a lot of it has to do with, the, with their ability to spend on military things and, and that sort of thing. But there's other, uh, there, there's other issues in the country that, that have prevented it uh, from happening. Uh, they, of course, I, you know, I talked to Zelensky, and he said, well, you, what you guys need to do is let us in. And we said, as far as we're concerned... Uh, once you meet the checklist, I'm all in. You got problems with some of the other NATO countries that uh, that may balk at that, but uh, 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 Russia would not want. They they really don't want that. I mean, that would that would really be a uh, a slap in the face for for Putin to lose the Ukraine to NATO. And and look, the the, the fact of the matter is, Putin knows Ukraine keeps leaning more and more and more west. Well, why wouldn't you? You know, you you live on the border of Russia. You see what goes on there. Would you rather have Paris, London, and New York, or would you rather have Moscow and the kinds of freedoms and human rights people have there? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a a no-brainer. You know, it's a no-brainer. Once again, Senator Jim Rice yesterday. Just a few of the highlights of uh, his talk with Nate Shellman on his show. By the way, if you want to hear the whole interview, it is on the podcast, Nate Shellman Podcast, KBOI.com. You can also uh, click through on our fan page on Facebook. We'll talk more about this. Your thoughts. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in, go ahead and email us um, at 208 uh, at uh, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Um, we've got uh, Jeremiah Bates coming up here next and then uh, news at the bottom of the hour. But we'll talk more about this this morning if you you wish right now though time to talk more about sports it's brought to you by fat guys fat guys fresh deli and meridian the place to go for lunch today's wednesday one of the most popular soups jalapeno bacon potato cheddar get in and find out why so many people love fat guys fresh deli good morning of all the teams that will be looking for a new head coach this year in the nfl i didn't think one of them would be the new orleans saints but sean payton announced his decision to step away after being with the new orleans saints for several years Peyton said he didn't plan to coach another team in the upcoming 2022 season. Um, He didn't rule out a return to coaching in the future, said he's interested in pursuing a TV analyst job, though he insisted that neither he nor his agent have talked with any media outlets about that so far. He explained that he'd been considering his departure all the way back to training camp before confirming how he felt over the past two weeks. He said the owner... Gail Benson, the general manager, and the team president all tried to talk him out of it. He thanked them, but Sean Payton has decided to resign from the New Orleans Saints, and whether or not we'll see him in the broadcast booth or with another team next year is still very much up in the air. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. And uh, stock market futures ahead of the opening up 240 points or so. Um, We've got uh, Fed. Uh, remarks coming out today. I wanted to ask you a specific question that I heard on uh, a show that runs before hours this morning and get your thoughts on that. Um, one of their financial experts says that you'd be crazy to think that stocks could rise this year into headwinds of three to four interest rate increases. And we've heard talk and predictions for years of stagnation in the stock market that could be coming uh, because of this. 
and that uh, we'd be lucky to get zero to three percent increases in the stock market uh, for years, as opposed to ten to twenty percent increases that we've seen over the past decade. What, what do you? What are your thoughts on? on I, I I agree with parts of that statement, and I disagree with other ones. I certainly agree that are we going to continue to see fifteen percent, twenty plus percent market growth? No, absolutely not. I mean, that was just a that was one of these Goldilocks scenarios where the market was certainly a beneficiary of the policy stance that we had from the Fed. Now, is it is it um, impossible to think that we will see some type of growth in the markets? You know, around that two three percent. No, that's highly likely. I mean, if if you again, if you look at the backdrop backdrop of the economic stance of um, of the U.S. consumer of uh, U.S. companies, their fundamentals look good. They're ripe with cash. Um, there's certain headwinds that could, or tailwinds that could change this around. So I, I, I agree with a portion of that, but you know, being so pessimistic about basically growth halting altogether, um, I'm a little more glass half full from that side. But it is to your point. I mean, the Fed's going to be playing a huge part in this. They're set to release their marks today. And if you look at the recent volatility that we've seen, it looks like the markets have essentially priced in um, the kind of the worst case scenario. So they're expecting the Fed not to deliver any worse than expected news at this point. So unless we see some real surprise or the Fed makes some real hawkish comments that comments that rattle the market, um, that certainly could cause the the market to show some huge dips that we saw earlier this week. However. The Fed that we have right now is particularly Jerome Powell. He is not a fan of rattling the markets. I think they'll kind of have a softer tone. Their their remarks are already prepared. Expect four rate hikes this year, starting most likely in March. They'll begin to kind of unwind their balance sheet a bit. So I expect that to kind of just meet expectations of the markets. And if we're looking at this recent pop, I mean, you got to take it for what it is. A lot of eyes are going to be set on the Federal Reserve. So if things stay status quo and expectations are met, that's good. In addition to that, Microsoft, the kind of the first of these mega cap uh, companies, they came out and released their earnings yesterday after the closing bell. That was better than expected, and they also gave a strong outlook for the March quarter. So you're seeing Microsoft certainly up and um, futures trading right now. So the market's kind of taking a sigh of relief saying, okay, we, we kind of priced in this worst case scenario. We're seeing this first uh, big company earnings come out. It was good. The Fed should come out with expectations. And that's where we're seeing a, a lot of money bought into that that dip. We saw $7 billions of dollars entered in on the wow. buy side of institutional money yesterday. So certainly people are looking to take advantage of this mass sell-off and this uh, you know, the, the emotions in the market. All right, Jeremiah, thank you very much for talking with us. Maybe tomorrow morning we can talk if we are going to see you know, the stock market sitting level for the rest of the year because of these interest rate hikes. Tomorrow morning, let's talk about where are some good places that you could see better returns for your money than what you've seen over the past decade that have just returned massive amounts. Maybe we can do that tomorrow morning. Sound good? Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning, same time. And we'll get your update. Stock market, as we mentioned, uh, up about 240 points. Futures trading opening up in four minutes. We'll keep you updated. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Stock market officially uh, open now. Been open for four minutes, and uh, stocks are officially up 207 points. But don't don't panic. There's still uh, time for a 1,200-point swing if you like the uh, ride on the roller coaster. This is the, the first time in two weeks when I looked at the headlines first thing in the morning, and it said, Stock market uh, poised to go up today. Yeah. Uh, 
we've had a, a big drop through the first of the year. I was reading yesterday um, said that this is the biggest drop the stock market has ever seen to start out a year. Well, after some of the biggest you know gains, yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that, keep you updated. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Over 8,000 people attended the uh, Boise State game last night, Extra Mile Arena. Next home game is going to be coming up next Wednesday night against San Jose State. Would you like to be there? Part of that crowd could be going for a 15th win in a row if they can pull off a uh, win at Fresno State on Friday night. We have a pair of tickets for you if you'd like to be there, uh, be a part. The crowd was just crazy last night. And, of course, that always home crowds always help you can uh, win when you get Crazy fans. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless pair of tickets to the Boise State. San Jose State game next next week, next Wednesday, Extra Mile Arena. Go ahead, doc, carefully. Good luck. Those tickets are yours. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742, congratulations to Chris Jordan, caller number six. Picked up a pair of tickets to the Boise State-San Jose State game next Wednesday night. we got lots more tickets to give away all this week, so stay right here. I want to talk a minute uh, about a lot of people want to come up with ways to deal with school shootings that we have seen, um, especially the increase we've seen over the last decade. We need something more than thoughts and prayers. I'm not sure if this is it, however. An Oakland County, Michigan teacher has shared some alarming but potentially dangerous advice with her fellow instructors on a crafty way to combat an active shooter situation Really, in a classroom. So I want you to hear this and, and see if you agree. Her worst-case scenario suggestion went viral on TikTok and now has over 2.1 million views as other users discuss the dire state of American schools. Carly Zacharis, a Berkeley School District Spanish teacher, shared this video uh, that she created with the help of her students. Take a listen. Hey, teachers. So if you're like me, you've probably been doing a lot of thinking recently about your school safety. I just had an idea, and I want to share it, so feel free to steal it. But here's my classroom. I have these big windows along the back wall. My kids know that plan A is always just to get out of that middle window and run across the street. But, of course, plan B is barricade the door and fight. You all know this. My issue here is my door. It used to be metal, and now it's wooden. I can still lock it, but I have this giant window here. So I thought, what can I give every single student to prepare themselves? I thought a hockey puck. It can really hurt you, especially 30 you can keep them on the desk like this, but my kids just fidgeted with them. So then I got smart. I got some double-sided tape, some scissors, and I just cut a strip of tape for every puck, put a puck under every single desk within reach, and that way kids can use them if they need them. Obviously, it's just a deterrent, but it definitely makes us feel a little bit better. Man, what happened to you? Well, I went to a gunfight armed with a hockey puck. <laughs> so essentially, the hockey pucks are to break the windows. So you can get out, right? No, they, to throw them at the shooter. Oh. All right. I, I was completely <laughs> off base then. Yeah, no. <laughs> she kept you, talking you about would, the windows. You would, you would think uh, that that would be the case. No, she, she wants all the students in her class to throw them at the shooter when he comes in because you could do some real damage if you have like 30 hockey pucks coming at you. She's already implemented the protocol in her classroom. Um. She's also recommending taping the puck to the bottom of their desk. That way yeah. kids can use them, you know, the second that they feel the need. You said, obviously, it's just a deterrent, but it makes us feel a little bit better. Yeah, I guess that's safer than 
taping something useful to the bottom of their desk. Wow. Hey, look, it, it, she's thinking out of the box. That's all, that's all I can yeah, say, well, I guess. Good. And I, I, By useful, I meant more useful. I, I guess I've never been hit by a hockey puck, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> somebody hits me with a hockey puck and I have a gun, it's not going to make me drop my gun and run. The best time to hit somebody with a hockey puck is if you have a hockey stick in your hand as well. KBY News Time 745, time for a final check on sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the number one rated deli in the state of Idaho. Find out why. Get in for lunch today. They open up at 1030. There are some pretty good baseball players that are not in the Hall of Fame. Baseball's all-time home run champion, Barry Bonds. Baseball's all-time hit champion, Pete Rose. And Roger Clemens, one of the all-time greats to ever take the mound. None of them in the Hall of Fame. And with the process still tainted by the steroid era, David Ortiz was the lone player elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame this year, while other players like Bonds and Clemens were shut out. Big Pappy, the only player to clear the required 75% threshold, that according to the results of this year's voting by the Baseball Writers Association of America. Ortiz finished with 77.9% in becoming the 58th player elected in his first year of eligibility. At 46, he will also be the youngest of the 75 living members of the Hall of Fame. Bonds, of course, baseball's all-time home run leader, 345 game winner Clemens, 600 homer member Sammy Sosa, longtime ace Kurt Schilling. They were all in their 10th and final year of eligibility and will not be voted into the Hall of Fame. I'm Rick Worthington. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The school district board of trustees has voted to forgo parent notifications that alert them of classroom positive cases of the coronavirus. The vote was 3-2 to two at Monday night's board meeting. Board Chair Rusty Kofeld says many of the emails he's received lately have been from parents who are upset about the number of notifications they've received. CBS 2 News reports, over the last five days, there have been a total of 134 active cases within the district, 17 staff, and another 117 students, according to the district's data dashboard. In addition to the notifications vote, the board also voted 5 to nothing to create an endemic plan for this school year and the next school year as well. Interesting. So parents are upset that they're getting as many notifications as they are. Now, are they upset that there's a need for that many notifications or just about the notifications themselves being annoying? I don't know. Supporters of Ending the Practice said many people assume, just assume that they're exposed to the coronavirus right now and that there's no need for the school to send out every time a kid is confirmed to have coronavirus or a teacher is had to have coronavirus who happens to be in the same classroom. So yeah, see, there, are some, there are some supporters just, that are just saying, my kid, my kid has it, so I'm just going to assume he has it. I don't yeah. need you telling me that he was around somebody who has it. But, I mean, that does seem like useful information. To know who does actually, you know, have it or has tested positive for it. Uh, ending exposure notifications, uh, according to administrators, would save time. Administrators are instructional leaders, so giving them an extra five minutes to get back to the classroom and lead instruction is uh, always 
Welcome. Per day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Five minutes um, per day. Yay. Trustee Redford, uh, she said, it's time to just move forward. Let's have some consistency. Adding that Emmett and Melba school districts are not requiring masks or tracking cases. I think this variant is just going to burn itself out. It's fast and furious. I think we've reached the point that this dashboard, this emailing to families, we're just feeding into the fear. Redford said she supports a system that allows parents to opt in to receiving notifications, but they want. But administrators said that that would be extremely uh, difficult to manage and would probably take more time than just what is being taken as of right now. As, yeah. you, as you would guess, medical professionals pushed back on the decision. Dr. David Pate, former CEO of St. Luke's Health System, reacted in a tweet about the decision by saying this is the height of irresponsibility. Uh, Brad Bigford, well, nurse practitioner. Know, more, more information is always better than less. Brad Bigford, nurse practitioner who owns Table Rock Mobile Medicine in the Treasure Valley, said that the move takes away the rights of vulnerable children with risk factors, leukemia, on chemotherapy, et cetera, from safely attending school. How so? Because they don't know now whether or not their kid who, oh, or okay. a family I member see. who has, you know, is immune compromised right. is around somebody. They just, right. now, now it's like, well, I'm just going to take my kid out of school if you're not going to tell me. Yeah, exactly. West Ada Board. Or, or just assume that they're exposed, like you said. Yeah. West Ada Board also voted Monday to request that the district begin forming an endemic COVID-19 operation plan. Last week, the uh, teachers union sent out a statement calling for increased transparency in how the district reports COVID-19 cases. I, don't, I mean, I, I see both sides of this. It's, it's just weird that right now we are headed and we have a peak going on. Um, we, we see daily cases um, higher than any reported before. Crisis standards of care came just a day after this for Southwest Central District Health, all of Southwest Idaho, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you have a backlog now, from what I understand, of almost 40,000 positive cases that haven't even been entered into the data because they just have a, a huge backlog and haven't been able to get and to it. I was trying to explain crisis standards of care to somebody last night that uh, essentially it means if you need to go to the hospital, at the hospital, you may be told, yes, you're sick, now go home. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, you're too sick for us to see right now. You, you have a threat of dying, so we're going to send you home. Yeah, to be more because specific, we have these right. people over here, you know, we have a better chance of saving them than you. So um, go home, rub some dirt on it, and uh, we'll call it all good. Walk it off. Yeah, walk it off. KBY News Time, 757. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow is up uh, 450 points, NASDAQ 290 points. People, uh, of course, looking for bargains this morning as the stock market continues a little bit of a bounce back anyway. On the way here in about 20 minutes, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. More winning for you. We've got four tickets up for grabs, Boise uh, Golf and Travel Show, coming up 10th, 11th, and 12th. All you have to do is answer our question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. For any help that you need with your real estate, they are there for you. In 2013, scientists in China were able to grow a human tooth from scratch using stem cells taken from this. What was it that uh, they used? By the way, if you here's a hint. If you listened to us last week, we told you that a doctor was warning against using this as a treatment for COVID. 
If you know the answer, stick around. We'll give you a chance to win in 20 minutes. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We mentioned he- earlier that... Uh, we, we, you know, we're so envious of the women's basketball team from Boise State getting to go to uh, Laramie, Wyoming in, in January, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, so to speak. Uh, Marine Bob, who grew up in Fargo, North Dakota, he says, uh, Chris and Mike, do you know what people in Laramie and Fargo say about the brutal weather in winter? Well, it keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> Definitely does that. I, I agree with that. Uh, Dow, 453 points. Um as of right now, looking like a little bit of a buyback so far this morning. But don't panic. There's still time for it to turn around by 1,100 points, as we've seen uh, already this week. Uh, a couple of emails in this morning. Craig writes in, uh, Mike at KBY.com, West Ada Board did not have any parents at the meeting this week. That said, they wanted the notification stopped. The board voted on it with no discussion. One board, one board member was against it, but it passed 3-2. to two. It was... A surprise to everyone that there was even an issue here. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Susie writes, uh, hi, Mike. I was talking to a local nurse friend. He, in, uh, he informed about the change of standards of care is due to low blood supply and staffing, not necessarily that the hospitals are full. Are full. They are full based on what the current staff can handle. And I get that. Uh, if, you go, if you have a staff that can only handle so many people, um, then you're full. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, one other thing I, I, I wanted to talk about, because every time we talk about COVID over the last couple of weeks, and Chris, you've seen this with emails and instant messages and phone calls that um, we're fear mongers. We're just trying to keep the fear up when we report numbers and the number of people that might be sick in the hospital and, you know, that you might not be able to get care and I wanted to to share a story. This comes out of the Lewiston Tribune. Um, and this happened January 6th. So this was this was before even we're seeing the peaks that we're seeing right now. Um, and, and it's about the, the lack of ICU. ICU is available. Um, and, and it's about a, a woman when Kat, named Kathleen Ripley of Moscow. Um, her husband had noticed something was wrong with his wife. Um, they called 911 and walked her into an ambulance. She walked there into the ambulance on her own. She walked into the hospital on on her own. Uh, A few hours later, she was incoherent. She was battling a severe case of pneumonia, and over the next 20 hours, her family searched for an intensive care unit bed that could accommodate her needs in Idaho, Montana, or Washington, three states. One day later, she died as a result of sepsis in the emergency room without ever getting into ICU. So when we, when we talk about it, because every time we talk about the lack of ICU beds, people will say, I just looked at the data, and it says that there are this many beds, and this many are still open. That may be true, but the reality is you have to find an ICU bed that serves a patient's specific needs, and it's more complicated than just yeah, sticking them in an ICU. They needed specific needs for this woman. You do have to have uh, enough people to staff every ICU as well. Yes. Um, 
the uh, director of Gritman Hospital uh, says people have this idea that an ICU bed is an ICU bed is an ICU bed, but that's not true. There's multiple different kinds depending on what the medical issue is. And from the understanding in a normal year, it wouldn't have been a problem. She would have been life flighted out in no time flat and put into an ICU that could handle her problems and gotten the services that she needed. Yeah. Uh, But right now, that just wasn't available. And 20 hours later, she is uh, dead. That's a shame. So this isn't something that we're, you know, trying to drum up fear or make it so that you'll, you know. That's just something that's happening. Yeah. We pass along the information. I mean, think about it. If this was uh, a relative of yours, your wife, your daughter, you know, your mom, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we get it. Yeah, there's there's ICU beds open. You know, there there are hospital beds open, and people will look at the uh, data from the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare and say, "Look, why are we in crisis standards of care? I see all these hospital beds that are open." And and you just heard from the woman who wrote in and, and said it's not necessarily that there aren't beds available, but there aren't beds that have the staffing of doctors and nurses right. that are able to handle it yeah it, it can't be just the bed it has to be the uh, the equipment you know the uh, the medicine the doctor the, the nurse everybody's got to be available um here is a perfect example of someone that i just mentioned who wrote in no name on this oh looky looky the schools have been using the same useless corona policy as your radio station daily counts and numbers that are useless Doing away with useless information is never a bad thing, especially when all this is for kids uh, is for kids with a cold. Catch it. It's actually more like a lifetime vaccine for kids. And Chris, crisis standards are go home is what all hospitals have been telling corona patients for two years. What's new? They didn't even hand out a take these list of supplements. Not, not talking about corona patients. They're telling patients uh, with other things wrong with them to go home because they don't have room for them. Heart attacks. Strokes. Things like that. Um, people who might need, you know, what Abdominal. wouldn't be considered emergency surgery, but would make their life so much easier if they could have their surgeries are being told, call us back in three or six months. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's what, uh, that's what we're into right now, at least in southern Idaho. I guess north Idaho is, is uh, doing a little better than they were last time. No name on this one also. Once more, your information is lacking. Your doctors are never very helpful. You tell us precisely where to go to find masks and tests that aren't there, etc. And the doctor says, check back frequently. But you and your doctors will never give helpful information, like locations where you can find monoclonal antibodies. They work. Why aren't you asking the governor to ramp up treatment rather than the test? Tests do nothing other than tell you you are sick. Duh, we need treatment info. That, those That's why been. we have medical doctors that you call up and you say, doctor, yeah. what, what can I do? We're not doctors. I, I'm pretty sure, I, I can say I'm not a doctor. I don't mm-hmm. think Chris has ever taken, you well, know, to be, to gone to fair, medical school. To be fair, most of the people who have given me medical advice over the last two years weren't doctors either. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Stick around. Coming back, we have four tickets to the golf and travel show coming up with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question, uh, but we'll get to that right after Bronco Sports today. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Oh, we lost one of our uh, callers that we're uh, trying to get through. So 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, one caller right now trying to win that four-pack of tickets to the Golf and Travel Show. Brandon, uh, you're going to get uh, our crack at it right now. Um, if he doesn't get it, though, you might want to get to your phone right now if you know the answer. In 2013, scientists in China were able to grow a human tooth from scratch using stem cells taken from this. What was it? And once again, our hint this morning, if you listened to us last week, we told you that doctors are warning against using this as a treatment for COVID. Brandon, what's the answer? I believe it's urine. Uh, Is that your final answer? It is my final answer. It is indeed human urine. uh, Chinese scientists were were able to uh, make a tooth from scratch. I'm not sure I want to put that tooth in my mouth. But, hey, congratulations. I got you four tickets to the Boise Golf and Travel Show. Congratulations, Brandon. Right on. All right. Hold on the line. Uh, We'll get some more information. Uh, Golf and Travel Show tickets all this week, once again, for you to win. Just keep it right where you're at. Um, We'll have more chances for you. We still have uh, tickets. San Jose taking on Boise State for you. And uh, our phone lines are now open. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get in. You want to talk about uh, Afghanistan and the things that uh, Senator Jim Risch had to say yesterday. Played some of the highlights of that interview. Um, If you didn't hear the interview, you can get it on the podcast. He was on with Nate Shellman live yesterday. Um, You can go to uh, KBOI.com, click on the podcast, or click through on our fan page on Facebook. You can do that there. Want to weigh in on what's going on uh, with some of the things we've talked about with COVID. Yes, we're getting criticism again because we're fear-mongering, Chris. Stop mm-hmm. it. Quit quit sharing information, damn it. It's just me been making people scared. I never knew that information... Because, you know, when you don't talk about a problem, it goes it away. It goes away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's always worked. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. News coming up next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 836, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. Uh, phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Variety of subjects. We're getting some emails and text messages in uh, on this morning. Uh, Tim writes Mike at uh, KBY.com uh, in talking about the uh, woman who had gone to uh, Gritman Hospital in Moscow, couldn't find an ICU that could take her case in uh, the states where they were looking, Washington, Montana, and Idaho ended up dying 20 hours uh, later due to sepsis and difficulties with pneumonia. Tim writes in, any standard of care is better than none. Any bed is better than none. Did the hospital call around or what? I don't buy their BS. Yes, I I mentioned in the news story, and this comes from the Lewiston Tribune, um, that they talked to Idaho, hospitals in Idaho, Montana, uh, in Washington, I will give you an example. Um, this is secondhand from my sister, Ray Lynn, who uh, works in the medical industry um, in Cottonwood. And I told this story last year um, when coronavirus was raging. Their hospital, it's a small rural hospital, and they don't handle COVID patients. Any, any COVID patient who would come in um, or anybody who needs emergency care in that rural hospital gets sent to Spokane or Boise. So she had a lot of extra time on her hand because they weren't getting a lot of patients. 
Um, so she volunteered as an administrator. Kootenai County in Coeur d'Alene was being overrun at the time with uh, COVID patients, and um, hospital was full, and they had a lack of uh, workers that were needed, and she volunteered to um, do what she could to help them out. Her first job as she volunteered at Kootenai County was to find uh, an ICU for a heart attack patient that they had received and didn't have room for. She ended up calling 60, that's right, 60 different hospitals before she was finally able to find an ICU that was able to take this patient. She was able to find the the patient in, uh, or the hospital room in Idaho Falls, where they then, you know, got in the Life Flight helicopter and Life Flighted the patient. Now, um, I know a lot of people will say, well, good grief, across our country, there there's not ICUs open all across our country. Problem is, um, you can't just load somebody into a Life Flight helicopter and send them to Boston. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain rules. For instance, uh, my sister found a hospital in Nevada, in Reno, that was open. Unfortunately, she couldn't send them to Reno because... You're only allowed to send in life flight to places that are within uh, a tank full of fuel. So, in other words, they're not allowed to stop and fuel um, on their way. So, it it has to be one flight away. They can't stop, fuel up, and then go on to Reno. So, Reno wasn't a a viable place to send them. It's probably why most people don't make cross-country trips in helicopters. Uh, Mike and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to touch base on something. I've got a personal story I can relate to all this. My wife had a CT scan um, some time ago because uh, her heart doctor needed to get some new pictures, and they discovered some issues with her at the bottoms of her lungs, and they try, they're trying to get her into a lung doctor, obviously, and we're looking at six to eight months out. Wow. And they, they relate that all to because the, the doctors are dealing with COVID. So there's still, you know, there's still a lot of issues with trying to get people in it. Yeah. And this is not a routine deal. There, she's actually got some small blood clots in the bottom of her lungs they need to take care of. So, you know, this is not a unique situation there's there's other people out there that are having the same situation yeah and here's and your situation has nothing to do with covid correct yeah no no my wife's issues is not anything related to covid um fortunately or unfortunately i don't know however you look at it yeah. but no she's got some um heart issues and they were just doing a scheduled CT scan. She'd been having issues with breathing, and that's why they did the CT scan for the lungs, just to make sure there wasn't any huge clots. But she has some, what they consider minute blood clots in the bottom of her lungs. So, yeah. well, good luck to you guys uh, in, yeah, in your search, well. and yeah, wish her wish her well. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate yep. it. You bet, well, gentlemen. Thank you. You betcha. You know, and they're again six months out. That's incredible for something as important as lungs. Yeah, but once again, you know, <laughs> they're like, "All right, this is important, but it's not emergency." So we'll push mm-hmm. them out. You know, those those are kind of some of the kind of yeah. decisions you, that that doctors are having to make in crisis standards of care right now. Are you likely to die today? Then don't come in. Yeah. 
Um, text message 208-336-3700. If hospitals are in crisis standards of care right now, why don't they just hire back the hundreds of thousands of hospital workers who were fired for not getting vaccinated? Um, well, first of all, hundreds of thousands of workers were not fired. Um, and I, there, I don't know the exact number, but I know one hospital has come out and said not one person was fired because they refused to get vaccinated. And I, I don't want to say which one it was, uh, whether it's Primary Health, St. Alphonsus, St. Luke's, uh, but it's not a hundred a hundred thousand workers, hospital workers, were not fired because they refused to get vaccinated. Um, the vaccination rates are above ninety five percent for the hospitals that required it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, he goes on to write, especially since vaccinated hospital staff are still catching and spreading coronavirus. Seems like lockdowns, mask mandates, and mandates have done nothing but create divisiveness and make Pfizer buying politicians very wealthy. Um, Divisiveness, uh, yes. However, once again, the data, according to and hospitals across the country, but I'll focus here on Idaho, um, people who are going into the hospital with COVID right now in Idaho, 70, above 75% are unvaccinated. Uh, those people who are going into ICUs in Idaho with COVID above 90% are unvaccinated. That's the data. You can do with it what you want. You can say BS, I don't believe the data or whatever. That is the data. I'm not saying that, hey, you have to believe this. I'm going to keep thr- shoving it down. your. That's just the data. Yeah, I'm sharing exactly, it with you. We're exactly like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Believe it or not. Um, the woman we told you about in uh, the Moscow, Gritman's Moscow Hospital, which, by the way, is the hospital I was born in, um, wasn't named Gritman at the time. Um, that's the hospital that my brother, who had COVID, who was also unvaccinated, spent 12 days in. Um, right now, Gritman COVID-19 hospitalization, since June 1st, 82% were unvaccinated in individuals in Gritman Hospital in, in Moscow. Like I said, you can do with that data what you want. You can say, I refuse to believe the data, or you can believe it. I don't care. I'm not going to force it down your you throat. Know, I'm not going to say you're stupid because you don't believe the data. And as far as the whole scare tactic thing, I, that's not at all what we're doing. I mean, there's a difference between presenting information and attempting to scare somebody. There's also a difference between warning somebody about something and attempting to scare them. A warning is a good thing. Like there's a serial killer loose in the neighborhood. Lock your doors and windows for right now. See, you're fear-mongering, Chris. Yeah, I, that wouldn't what be What are my chances of getting killed by a serial killer? Well, it depends on whether you're in the front yard when he comes by. <laughs> and I, I get it. People, are, people hear the statistics also with uh, Omicron variant. And Omicron, I mean, the data shows that much less people are dying. And I'll give you a perfect example. COVID cases last year on January 24th, two days ago. In January 24th of 2021, there were 129,676 positive cases in the United States. That was during a, a surge last year. Yeah. And we thought, oh, my God, there's 129,000 people in one day? Um, on Monday of this week, guess how, how high that number was? Tell me. 1,029,906. Well, that's more, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's about nine times the amount more. Now, the good news out of that is that in January of 21. 1,815 people died on January 24th due to COVID. 
in January uh, 24th of 2022. This year, 2,118 or 2,181 people died. So only uh, about 300 more, a little over 300 more died this year, even though there was over about 900,000 more pay- people who were testing positive for COVID. So it, it is showing. The data does show you have a less chance of dying. The problem is when you have that many people sick, as we are seeing, then you have the crowdings that you're getting in the hospital right. because some of the people that are, are getting sick are the doctors and nurses, and then it, you just don't have as many people helping you out if you have COVID and have to go to the hospital or if you have some other reason, like a stroke or like we just heard there, surgery if someone's needed or help somebody's needed on, on, on lungs. Yeah, lung, lung surgery, amazing. Yeah. Of all the things to uh, put off, you know, there might be some heart surgeries being put off as well. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break if you want to weigh in on that. If you want to weigh in on the uh, Ukraine and what's happening uh, with Russia and uh, the uh, United States response, feel free to do that. When we come back, uh, we have a warning from uh, a doctor on something you shouldn't do um, when it comes to do with COVID. You would think that this would go without saying, uh, but apparently people are are doing it. Um, and well, boy, uh, insurance companies uh, know better than to say anything should go without saying. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we'll get to that uh, from Dr. Uh, David Nemerson of St. Alphonsus when we come back after this. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 853-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Ken in Caldwell, thank you for being patient. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I'm actually, I live in Boise, and I worked at uh, both major hospitals, St. Luke's and St. Al's, and I was terminated for not getting the vaccine from St. Luke's just about uh, a month and a half ago. Do you know how many, uh, so, do you know how many in that hospital uh, specifically were terminated because they refused the vaccine. I don't have that information. Um, I basically was gone uh, on vacation, came back my first day back, and they said crisis standards of care have been lifted. So we're proceeding with terminating you for not being vaccinated. And I uh, was given my papers and told to get off the property. And that was after, I mean, I practiced nursing for 15 years in critical care. And that was after perfect marks. I've been working there going on four years. You know, and there's a couple other points I'd like to make. They've had two going on three years now to expand the hospitals. They've had all this emergency money from the government, and they haven't done it. And when they say they don't have beds, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in these hospitals that the general public doesn't know, and the news doesn't report it. They're all in bed together. The CEO of, of Luke's two weeks before they went into crisis standards of care uh, made a private donation to, to Little, and it's all public record, but nobody ever reports on it. And two weeks later, they're in crisis standards of care, which comes with a bunch of emergency money. So well, they get all this money. Governor Brad Little past- doesn't have anything to do with crisis standards of care, though. No, but what I'm saying is it's all connected politically, right? Everybody's in bed together. Everybody's washing each other's back when it comes to money. And decisions and policies are made because of politics, not for the general public. And that's what I'm saying. There's so much stuff that I've seen over the past two years. I don't know that I'm going to go back into medicine because there's too much corrupt 
political nonsense that's going on that isn't helping the public. And the public doesn't know about it because nobody will report on it. I mean, half the time when they say they don't have beds, it's because they don't have any staff. You know why they don't have any staff? In my department, they had 90% of my staff in my department were travelers. And they were getting paid four to five times what the the full-time staff were getting. They won't pay people what they're worth, so they have to hire travelers and people leave to go travel, and then they don't have staff to take patients. Those are the kind of issues that that need to be brought up in the news that, that the public needs to know about because they figure, oh, it's just the hospitals are being overrun. Yeah, it's because of the decisions the hospitals and the administrations are making. And I'm sorry to take up so much of your time. No, it's okay. Why, I mean, why, why wouldn't you be a travel uh, nurse? And we've heard some of the same things that, you know, there are some travel nurses over the last couple of years that were making $10,000 a month, you know, way more than they were making just by working in it. Now, granted, you have to travel. You're not, you're not getting to stay mm-hmm. home with your family. Um, but, you know, if, if you had that choice, I, I totally get what you're, the point you're making there. If you're having to pay a travel nurse $10,000 a month, why wouldn't you hire, say, three nurses or two nurses at $5,000 a month permanently if you have that kind of money to, to spend on travel nurses. Exactly. And we were, we were told for years, no matter which organization you work for, Al's or Luke's, well, we've got to be proper stewards and resources uh, of our resources, including financial resources. And then you wind up watching them spend, I think they were spending like four to $600,000 a month on travel nurses in one department. And it's like, so everything you've been telling your staff for the past, you know, 10, 15 years is a bunch of BS. You had this money all along, or half of it's from emergency money from the government. It's just, it's, it's, it's shady stuff that's going on, and the general public doesn't know about mo- most of it. And the vaccine, you know, the, the mandate with that was, was the line that I had to draw in the sand and say, yeah. look, I'm, I'm not doing this. You don't have control over what I put in my body. It's Thank right. you for the call, Ken. We're, We're up against right. a, a break here, but appreciate yeah, your no thoughts. Appreciate the call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. End of the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks for listening this morning. Thank you for those of you who participate in the show. It's much appreciated. And if you'd like to participate, easy to do. 208-336-3700. Toll-free 1-800-529-5264. Those are our phone numbers. If you have a Verizon phone, just hit pound 670. You can uh, email Mike at KBY.com. Chris at KBY.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Or you can text us 208-336-3700. Chuck in Boise, thank you for being patient and holding on this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Well, good morning. It's been a while since I've talked to you folks. Say, uh, with regard to the nurse that you just had on, um, I was watching and listening very intently to a doctor just a few weeks ago, and it was interesting because he was talking about the uh, illegality of forcing a vac- this, uh, not vaccine, but the, the shots that we're getting. Uh, and he said, you know, If you look at federal regulations, 20, subsection 50.20, and 24, you will find that there it makes it very clear it requires a waiver, a waiver from the individual, their custodian, or whoever might have the power of attorney 
over their their health. Uh, to give them that kind of an injection that is experimental, it must be weighed by the individual, cannot be forced by law. Then he made a reference, which I didn't look up, that uh, this was established through the Nuremberg trials because of what happened during the Holocaust. So it's something that he might want to look into if he wants to push this farther. And that goes for the public as well. Uh, and then forcing this on children, it's been shown and uh, through studies that uh, the shots that we have been receiving may have and do have, in many cases, a detrimental effect to our immune system because it becomes more strong than the immune system. And when the uh, other COVID group, uh, variants come in, that they have a tendency to destroy the immune system rather than the the variant. So something to consider. Yeah, I will say one thing about the legalities. There is not one case as of yet that has been brought in front of any court that has been upheld. So as far as legalities, um, I, I, I don't know the intricacies of each and every single case that has been brought up, right. but it, the, the court system would say that you're wrong. Because not one court case has been upheld in any court so far in the United States. Well, I, I think it's because they may not know this particular regulation. And I did go and I... Now, wait a minute. Up. Wait a minute. You're, you're, you're saying that court systems, lawyers who are paid to pour over these laws don't, don't know what the laws are? Or that the, or or that the lawyers that are, are, are taking these cases to court aren't bringing up these particular you're the only one that knows that come on no no i'm not the only one that knows that i I know i'm that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so the fact the fact that you bring this up that it's illegal and it's it it hasn't been upheld in any case i i would if even one court had upheld it i would say hey you may have a point but right now every single case that has ever been brought in front of a court over private businesses enforcing especially in the health industry those are the ones that are coming up um, has not been upheld in any court so far in the United States. Well, having having worked at St. Luke's and at Mercy uh, in the past, uh, I, I'm aware that there are certain requirements they have for certain medications, but they are tried and true and had been for, for years. And so that that's for not only the safety of the individual, but for the nurses as well. So, right. I, you know, I'm not trying to, to say, hey, it, it's not something. I'm just saying that he might want to look into it like I say, I don't have the point fifty or the fifty point twenty. That was missed. I didn't know until I got home. But I did pour through the other, and it made it very clear that for any requirement to have this kind of an inoculation uh, forced upon you, that it requires the individual's uh, personal waiver to receive that, and that's what you have in your trial group. Uh, when you're, you have all your trial groups going through. But this this just blatant pushing it off. That's something else. Well, you've got other people. All right. Oh, Thank you for the call, Chuck. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. I was gonna, going to ask him what was his definition of forced upon you. And I, we, we don't have a government mandate. Yeah, and, and no one is forced. I mean, that's the difference between the Nuremberg trials. When people bring up the Nuremberg trials, they're like, you know, they made it so you can't get forced. There is not one person who has been mm-hmm. held down, handcuffed, and forced to take a vaccine. 
Well, unless their parents did it or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, that, that's true. There isn't a government mandate, and people can say, well, I'm being forced to at work. Not technically, you're not. No. Your, your work can ask you to do that as a condition for working there and can dismiss you if uh, that's what they so choose. It, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a lawyer, as a condition of your work and somebody hiring you in a law firm, they require that you have a law degree. Is that fair? Only people with law degrees can work in this particular law firm? That's not fair. Mm-hmm. They're not forcing you. It's like, you know, you work in an office and they expect you to dress a certain way. Well, it's a it's not fair. Why shouldn't I be yeah. well, you're t- because, because you're getting paid by somebody else. That's you're taking why. my personal freedoms to dress the way I want to away. That's not what America was built on. And again, it's not the government doing it, and that's what the Constitution <laughs> prevents, is the government from overstepping their boundaries. Uh, Mike writes in, uh, concerning bed shortages in Boise hospitals, prior to the first COVID vaccine, which was given a year ago, everyone in the hospital was unvaccinated. People were still going there because they were sick and because they were dying. That's the job hospitals uh, have, is to treat people who need medical attention. This Treasure Valley has the same hospitals it had when I was born nearly 65 years ago. What is this area doing about meeting the need of our growing population? Um, Mike, that's not true. That's 100% they're, false. I can give they're you... They're considerably larger than they were back then. I can give you two hospitals that have been built within the last 20 years that are on one street. On Eagle Road, there's the hospital uh, just off the freeway, and then there's, in downtown Eagle, a, a hospital that's been built. Both of those are brand new within the last 20 years. A hospital just off the freeway off Garrity probably, is a new hospital probably, within the last 20 years. They're probably talking about the fact that it's it's still just St. Luke's, but yeah, it has so many more uh, so many more locations that, uh, no, there are more hospitals than there used to be. Um, I don't believe uh, Primary Health was here 65 years ago. No, I don't believe so either. There's a brand new hospital, and it's one of the biggest in the state. So yeah, none that that is not true. Uh, Tim and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Is this me? Yes. Okay. Hey, uh, something that I've just been—I had a bad reaction to the vaccine and whatnot, but that's besides the point. How come we paid the CDC, WHO, I don't know how many other of these agencies? Why did this come as such a big surprise to these people? I mean, as as far as why don't the mask work? Wouldn't you think that would have been one of the first things that the CDC would have been looking at? Okay, there's a pandemic. Well, how are we going to protect ourselves? And they're running around with their hands up in the air going like this is all a big-ass surprise to them. What the hell? Like I say, billions of dollars a year. Don't you think they would have... Said, oh, gee, let's see what kind of mask we can come up with to block the viruses. Why not? Why isn't Fauci on the grill about this? What is it? What have these people been doing? Honest to God, I mean, this is what we pay those people for, and they're not doing anything. So you're saying, uh, that's I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to get exactly what you're saying. So you're saying that CDC and WHO should have seen into the future that this was coming, or... Is that what you're saying? I, I'm, I'm confused. I don't care about this particular one. They know what, okay, uh, they've had years and years for the surgical mask and whatnot to see if they block germs and regular, you know, regular pathogens, whatever. And now all of a sudden we have a virus. It's tiny. Aren't all viruses tiny? Why don't we, why didn't we have masks designed for this years ago? 
isn't that what we pay them for? Yeah. They when, should have been was, ready for this. Before COVID, they, before COVID, when was the last time you wore a mask? It's been weeks and weeks. Before no, COVID? Before COVID. You, I got vaccines, both vaccines, and then about a month later, I have a bad heart, okay? All of a sudden, and I, I'm, I've had, believe it or not, 13 heart attacks. I had six-way bypass, 10 stents. And I know what my heart attacks feel like. And I go into my breathing exercise and whatnot to get it to stop or at least make it to where I can come out of it. Anyway, went into the emergency room, and the ER doctor goes, hey, did you get the vaccines? I said, yeah. He says, how long ago? I said, about a month ago. He says, well, your potassium level, that is what helps carry the electricity from your brain to the heart to take, hey, you got a beat now. Anyway, he said, my level was damn near zero. And I eat a lot of bananas, a lot of avocados, a lot of high potassium things. So that just should not happen. Anyway, they filled me full of potassium, both uh, intravenously and oral, sent me home. Two, well, the day and a half later, I'm back there, same damn thing. My potassium levels dropped uh, down out of the floor. I mean, it's just gone. Anyway, they're not telling us everything. I know how you guys are trying to, you know, carry the flag for these people, but nah, that's not true. Something's rotten in Denmark. No, we. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know any of these guys at all. They're no, not paying me anything. No I, uh, yeah, I could no care less. Yeah. Uh, to picking the side one way or the other. Um, We're so, just call, calling it like we see it. Yeah, we pass along information. You can do with it what you want. You know, obviously you, you don't, you know, believe it, and you, you think that uh, even after however many heart attacks or whatever that you've had that you think it's because of the virus, that's perfectly your right to think that or your doctor's right to think that if you want. I'm not going to tell you what you, you can or can't think or what your opinions should be. We're not here to carry water for anyone. I don't get paid by. I, I don't. No. I know very few medical professionals who would give me money anyway. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice, but no, it's not happening. I've, you know, for the last two years, I've been saying that I've only gone by the advice of my personal physician, and my personal physician recommended the vaccine, the vaccinations, also has recommended masks, and it's all to simply uh, improve your chances of staying alive. It, it doesn't mean anything is foolproof. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Take a break. More for phone calls and emails. Phone lines are open now if you want to get through. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. Uh, stock market, just give you an update here once again. 343 points. Still doing well. All three indexes uh, are so far up today, but uh, the Dow is up 342 <laughs> points after Not being down day. 67 the yesterday. Was, the other day it was way down, and in the last hour it, it came back. 
uh, t- today, uh, it could be way up and in the last hour completely <laughs> crash. Yeah, uh, we don't. We won't know until we check in at uh, two o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> Just call, call me an especially after Monday with what that twelve hundred point turnaround in just a few mm-hmm. hours. Uh, email uh, in Mike at uh, kboy.com. Unvaccinated can mean well he's had two shots, but his booster was only three days ago. That means he's checks calendar not fully vaccinated until another eleven days from now. Give us a break on your meaningless ninety percent hospitalized are unvaccinated garbage. Look instead to ninety to ninety five percent vaccinated countries like Australia it's, it's, and Israel. It's not garbage. The people we're talking about have not had even one shot. Yeah, and tell me how. They ended up with more cases now than ever in the last two years. I know, I know. Unvaccinated. Their cases mount after shots. And Chris made the perfect point. They're not saying, hey, these people that are in their hospitals, and once again, I'll talk specifically about Idaho, um, that, you know, they're not saying, hey, these are people that are in hospitals that are not fully vaccinated. Over 75% in Idaho hospitals who are in the hospital because of COVID are unvaccinated, not fully vaccinated, unvaccinated, over 90% in high ICUs in Idaho are unvaccinated. That's completely different than being fully vaccinated. Uh, as for cases, I know I know you like to bring up Australia, but just to give you an example, um, earlier this week on Monday, I think Australia's cases had uh, 86,000 people. And yes, this is higher than they've ever had before with this new Omicron variant that is proving to be way more transmissible than any of the other variants. They had 86,000 people on Monday. The United States uh, had one over uh, 1 million people on Monday. So what if by the way, if the vaccination rate in Australia was the same as in America, I'm guessing you'd probably see about the same percentage of people who have test positive, I'm guessing. I don't know because you're you're just making an educated guess. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you're educated. Uh, I, I did want to point this out to several people who have uh, written in. Uh, if when someone has a differing opinion than you, you automatically assume that they're being paid, otherwise they wouldn't have that opinion, that's probably not correct. I... <laughs> It's interesting that you say, hey, if you, and to just assume also that, hey, if these guys would get paid money, they would just, you know, say whatever that they're told to say. We've never been I, told to say anything. I, I mean, I turn down money all the time for people who come and say, hey, would you endorse my product? And it's like, well, what is it? And it's like, um, no, I don't believe in it. I'm not going to yeah, endorse I've something that I thing. don't believe in or that I don't think works because then I lose all my credibility. You know, I've done the same thing, and Paul Jay did, too. I mean, he turned down a bunch in his last few years because uh, he said, you know, I'll I'll uh, endorse something that I believe in, that yeah. I'm using, and I think is good. But if it's if it's just not, I'm not going to endorse it. And, and I'm the same way. So, I mean, if it's if it's just you think we're just all in it for the money, that's not that's not true. All of us, you know, turn down, and, and that's not anything near like talking about if, if a medical facility was to pay us money, it's like, hey, just to give you a secret, this is what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, would you guys, uh, if we paid you, would you talk about this stuff? No. I wouldn't. Not if it's not real. Not if it's not real. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break here. Uh, phone lines are open if you want to get through. we got some more emails. We have some more text messages to get through, but our phone lines are open. Quicker way to get through. That's the quickest way is go ahead and give us a call, 208-336-3700, uh, 1-800-529-5264, toll free, or if you have a Verizon wireless, just hit pound 670. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Nine thirty-three, two zero eight, three three six, thirty-seven hundred. Brittany in Nampa. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Hello. Hello. Hi. So um, I was listening to you guys earlier, and I heard you guys talking about like people paying you to be pro-vaccine, pro-mask, all of that stuff, or not. And while I think that people that are like higher up in status, like government officials, that may be true. I I don't know if you guys are or not, and that doesn't really matter. But I do have to say that you guys are talking about um, how the vaccine protects you all that much more. And my personal experience is that I have a husband who works in the medical field, and he is around patients all of the time. And he was coerced and manipulated into getting a vaccine in order to keep his job to feed his family. So he did. He's fully vaccinated. I am not. And we got COVID at the exact same time. And it was equally as bad. It wasn't, his wasn't worse. Mine wasn't worse. And then I've known three, no, there's five other people that work with him that have had to get the vaccine as well. And they also got all all of them got covid and it was equally as bad it wasn't there was no better than mine or did any of you or any of them end up in icu or in the hospital because of it nope and it did its job no no well i'm not vaccinated and my and my sister got it who actually got it from my husband most likely because he is travels the country for work and he gets COVID, I get COVID, then my family gets COVID. No one in my family is vaccinated, but we all were equally as sick. No, I, un- I understand that. But not everybody that gets COVID goes to the hospital, even if they're unvaccinated. Right, but- I mean, I can give you an example. My brother and sister both got COVID at the exact same time. My brother was unvaccinated. My sister-in-law um, was vaccinated because she had a lot of medical problems, and it would have a pro- given her problems if she did get COVID, both of them got it at the same time. My brother spent 12 days in the hospital and is still on oxygen two and a half months later. My sister-in-law never spent a day in the hospital. I mean, so, I mean... There's no, there's no denying that COVID can be really bad for some people because it is a virus. Yeah. But the lack of talking about how this is not equal to the flu, because where have the flu numbers gone? We don't know, because all of a sudden, all the focus no, is but on COVID. I, I, okay, look at this, though. When is the last time ever in the history of America that in one day there were one million people who were confirmed to have the flu? In one day. Well, no one ever really has paid attention to that except for during swine flu or during... There's so, like, there are different strains of the flu virus. And we get... Anytime you get the flu shot, it's from last season. Or they're always trying to catch up 
to this season, right? That is what they're doing with the COVID vaccine. What they're calling the COVID vaccine is they're trying to give everyone this shot, but it's a mutating virus just like the flu. They're never going to catch up. It just needs to be a herd immunity situation because the fact of the matter is it's a virus and it will never go anywhere. It was here before. It just has continued to mutate. It was here before what? Before 2019? Yeah, it was. I mean, SARS uh, coronavirus was. Coronavirus was. COVID-19 COVID wasn't. COVID-19 was discovered for the first time in 2019. Well, it was created. <laughs> well, so, yeah, some people believe it was created, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of proof that goes to that, how there were there was a lab and then there was an outbreak there and there was a riot and there's all of these things in China and it came from there but my what my point that i'm trying to make is is that i I believe everyone should have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies and and their vaccines and stuff but i agree with i agree with that my experience in choosing um to not get it and my husband getting it is that we equally got it all the employees that he works with they got it and they're all vaccinated. All my family and all my friends, that all the people that are close to me, they don't have it, and they got it. And all of us were equally as bad, and nobody that I know went to ICU. There's only been two people during this, two, about between two, two, 2019 and now, that I have known about, that I don't even know personally, just known about, that went to the ICU. Well, good for so, you. You're 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 luckier. You're a lot luckier than a lot of people who uh, actually know people who have died from it. And uh, I'm glad that you haven't had anybody close to you or that you know about uh, have ended up in the hospital. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, David Nampa. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi guys. Um, I wanted to call in because of actually a comment that you guys made, and it was. When's the last time you wore a mask prior to COVID nineteen? Well, it wasn't well, a comment; it was a question. Wear a mask prior. Yeah, okay, a question. a question. Why didn't we wear a mask prior to COVID nineteen? Because we didn't have a pandemic. Last, because actually, actually, there there was a time when people wore masks before. Uh, the last time that people did wear masks before was during the Spanish flu. The other, the right. other pandemic. And how many people did the Spanish flu kill? A lot. Why? Because well, they, it was they never the, were able to find a vaccine. Number one. Well, it was the introduction of a new virus into the population. When we get a flu shot, I think ninety percent of the population thinks that the flu is a single strand and that you get the flu shot and it's that strand. There are hundreds of strands of the flu in a flu shot. They're trying to guess which type's going to hit your region. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But you don't wear a mask for the flu, which is a coronavirus, because the virus is too small for a mask that you can breathe through to screen out the virus. We were wearing masks to try and catch the bigger droplets, which are more easily transmitted. But when you cough and it catches the bigger droplets, 
the virus is still blowing out in your breath in the air that goes through the mask. So, you know, you can promote masks all you want. Yeah, they're going to make a difference in catching the bigger stuff, but they're not going to stop the transmission. And I think the problem with the vaccine is all we heard is get the vaccine and it helps, and I'm not denying it doesn't. It probably does. But they never told us any of the bad side effects with it, and they're still in denial. Because if you have a side effect, what you hear is, well, it's probably not related to the shot. Well, how do we know? I know five people that have had the shot that have had issues, ranging from stroke to their menstrual cycle changing. Um, there's Wait, been a lot. You mean of my menstrual cycle a- could change because I had the shot? It sure could, and I hope Dang you get tampons in your bathroom with this you new will. culture work. You won't be able to perform, perform in that menstrual show now. Dang it. Thank you for the call, uh, David. Appreciate it. Uh, email, no name on this one, Mike at KBOI.com. Come on, Mike. You're being disingenuous. Every person taking the vaccine has signed a paper with fine print saying that they are part of the trial. The trial isn't over till 2024, and our court system is a part of the problem. Oh, great. Now the court system's being paid to carry the water. It's not just you and me, Chris. <laughs> did you um, did you already read this one from uh, Mike about the West Ada School District? Uh, I, no, I did not. Okay, he says, uh, does the West Ada School District board read the local news before canceling notification calls? <clears throat> Excuse me. If not, here's an update for them. Four months after the Delta variant surge last fall, when Idaho hospitals went into crisis standards of care, it has been reactivated in nearly all of the southern part of the state as hospitals deal with a rash of new COVID-19 patients. In the week of January 9th, the state's test positivity rate rose to 34.1%, a record. Some health care providers have reported positivity rates higher than 60%. How many parents has the board heard from? All they... All the, all the anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers who don't want to deal with facts and never have. State health data show that the vast majority of COVID-19 deaths have been among unvaccinated people. I agree with Dr. Pate that the West Ada Board is guilty of gross negligence in not notifying parents, even parents who want to be notified with the limp excuse that doing so would be too much work. The West Ada School District gets a well-deserved F. That was from Mike. Uh, another text message uh, in. Um, amen to your fear-mongering. Good choice of fear-provoking stories this morning, you two. You had me quivering. I think he's being sarcastic, and the only reason I say that is because I think he used the sarcastic bus- button on his computer. Uh, he's got the smiley face mm. there, so I think he's being sarcastic. Uh, if hospitals are so short-staffed, maybe they shouldn't have fired staff that had worked for a year in a COVID-exposed situation. Staff that probably has lifetime immunity, maybe they uh, should hire them back. Yeah, get off the tracks. There's a, there's a train coming. Hey, stop fear-mongering. <laughs> 208-336-3700, six seventy on your Verizon wireless uh, text message. Same uh, number as our main number. You guys can report fake data all you want. I ain't scared. You push the real misinformation on every news break anyway. Well, good. You shouldn't be scared. It's yeah. just don't be scared of information. Information is power. Don't be scared of it. We'll take a break. One final segment uh, on the way, 208-336-3700.
Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.48, Denise writes in, urinology comparing an experimental injection to having a law degree as a condition of employment is ridiculous on its face. Don't be so obtuse. Uh, Denise, don't give fake information then. Uh, it's not an experimental injection. It is fully FDA approved. The Pfizer vaccine fully FDA approved. It's not experimental any longer. Um, so, okay, I won't use law degree. Um, you have to dress a certain way to be a part of our employment opportunities at this business. If not, you're fired. There, does that fit better? Got uh, an instant message from Mary who says, listening to all the experts who called today, I really understand where the prez was coming from with his offhand comment the other day. Just assume <laughs> I quote him. You stupid son of a... Uh, Mike, another email here. It says, uh, no name on this. You could care less, question mark? What kind of answer is that? You and Chris uh, should care more. People are being harmed, and you are the watchman, able to inform the city. Please take your position seriously. Please inform. God does say the watchman will be held accountable if they do nothing to warn citizens. Yeah, we, we do that every day. We, we do take it seriously. Just because we don't have the same opinion as you doesn't mean we're not taking it seriously or that we're getting paid. You might be wrong. And when I said, my guess is you've been wrong. Before. I could care less. Uh, I could care less about the opinion that you have. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. I could care less. Couldn't care less. No, I could care less. No, you couldn't care I, less. I could if I tried. Okay, I have no idea where you're going with that. <laughs> Uh, Jen asks, uh, please, if callers are spewing out facts from somewhere, no matter what the facts are, can we please ask what their source is? Might be a good idea. Of course, you run into an awful lot of people saying, it's just what I heard. A <laughs> uh, couple of uh, emails, and we were talking a little bit earlier this morning, and uh, Senator Jim Risch was on with Nate Shelman yesterday. He played a couple of highlights from that uh, interview talking about What's going on with Ukraine and uh, Russia? Are we going to go to war? Um, is there going to be cyber attacks? Um, this is an interesting one from somebody who moved from Ukraine in 1988. Says, I'm an American, moved here uh, in 1988 from Ukraine. This is like a family fight. Russia and Ukraine are brothers. If Ukraine becomes Russia, so what? They will not only survive, but prosper. Ukraine needs to swallow her big pride and let her big brother, Russia, help her. Together, they are bigger and stronger. That's an interesting take from somebody who uh, came from Ukraine. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound particularly nationalistic. I mean, if you're in any particular country and you'd be safer and far, you know, far stronger if another country took you over, I'm, I'm st- I still don't think you'd want to vote for that, would you? I I'm, See, but we have a different mindset here because we have lived our entire life with a constitution based on freedoms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So not living there and being from there, I'm giving my American opinions on how I would feel, not necessarily the, the, the opinion from Ukraine citizens. So it's interesting yeah. to hear that take from somebody who was from there and now lives in the United States. 
Um, John writes in, um, John from Caldwell said, I had a friend that was from Ukraine. I was told to refer, refer to the country as Ukraine, not the Ukraine. I was surprised. You might want to check this out so you and Chris can be grammatically correct. I might be wrong, but please uh, confirm. Thanks I, for your program. It, it, it is just Ukraine. And uh, for years, people said the Ukraine the same way they said the Sudan. But or the United States, yeah. Just Sudan. The only one that you, there are only two countries where you're still supposed to include the word the, uh, the Gambia instead of just Gambia, mm-hmm. and the Bahamas instead of just Bahamas. That's it. It's Smokey Bear, not Smokey the Bear. That is correct. Yes. It's not Santa name. the Claus. Easter the Bunny? Easter the course, Bunny. Easter, Easter isn't his name. Um, I mean, I don't think it's his name. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, Robin writes in, Hi, Mike. I have to share a story with you. My husband isn't a fan, but I am and have been for years of both you and KBOI Talk Radio. So when you guys took over 93.1 FM, uh, I had to reprogram the 93.1 space on the radio in his truck so I could listen to you and Chris in stereo. He was clicking through the other day, probably trying to find something to listen to, and landed on 93.1. He called me and asked, what the hell is Casper doing on my radio? That's funny. <laughs> made, made me chuckle. Well, thank you for reprogramming his radio. That's a nice, yeah, nice wife. He probably wondered, what year is this? <laughs> Um, another, uh, text message in here. Let me find it. Uh, so I said, Mike, you're silly. Leave the math for others. Australia has a population of 25 million. Their current vaccinated wave has a hundred thousand cases, a 0.004% rate of infection. U S has 330 million and 778 case count making a zero zero or 0.002 rate of infection. Which country is more infected? Ah, yes. The vaccinated one have a good day. It's still hard to compare apples to apples here because you don't know what the day or how what the peak infection rate is. You're not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing apples to oranges. You also have a lot of different factors that go into different countries. Um, I, I, I can't even say one way or the other what the case count is, what it should be, if the rate is correct. I, I, I just can't. I, because I don't know anything about how Russia, Russia counts or how Russia, how Australia counts their cases or anything like that. I don't know when the peak started there as compared to when the peak started uh, here in the United States. We've heard that the United States is, is going down right now. It could be that Australia's is going up and the United States is going up. I, I don't know. I just don't know. So I can't even, you know, necessarily say anything about it. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for participating in the show. Uh, We're on a 20-hour break, and we'll be back again tomorrow morning. Have a great day.